We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy, Cody, here, back with another episode. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be discussing, in my opinion, the top five sleeper players for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. Now, if you're curious, okay, what qualifies as a sleeper? I feel like these are guys that are not really being talked about as guys that are going to be potentially major contributors for the Indianapolis Colts in 2022. But I would not be surprised at all if these players have a big impact. We look at the end of the season, we say, wow, these guys, nobody expected them to have this impact, but they were actually pretty key contributors to this roster in 2022 and their successes. So, guys, there could be a ton of guys that I could put on this list. I feel like the Colts are full of just sleeper guys everywhere. But I narrowed it down to top five, in my opinion, in no particular order, of course, although I do have a number one, um, and we'll see what you guys think about my number one. But the way I'm going to do it, guys, I'm not going to necessarily say number five, number four, you know, so on and so forth. I'm actually just going to go from all the way from offense all the way working my way to the defense. A lot of these guys are actually defensive players, but I have three guys that I want to talk about that I'm that I'm going to name honorable mentions right outside of the top five for me. But I think they certainly could be qualified as sleepers as well. Those three players to me. You know, I think Jelani Woods is a guy that that definitely is going to be a sleeper. He has sleeper all over him as well. Um, I think Paris Campbell does as well. I think the last guy for me is Michael Strawn. So the reason why I think they just missed out, because I think there's a little bit more expectations for every one of these guys. Maybe not Paris Campbell because of the injury and you just can't rely on him. But I think the other two guys, certainly Jelani Woods, I think there's high expectations for him. And I think Mike Strawn, there's a little bit more expectation for him because of the hype last offseason as opposed to the other wide receiver I have on this list. So guys, let's move into my top five players in no particular order, of course, except for number one. All right, let's start here with mentioning another wide receiver, Desmond Patman, who actually has had a really good spring so far, right? He's had really good OTAs, has really good mini camp. He's had some nice connection with Matt Ryan, and he's run with the first-team offense. And guys, he had some nice moments last year. You know, the hype was all around Mike Strawn. You know, obviously, for good reason, he had a really good preseason, had really good training camp. But at the end of the day, 
when you look at the stats, I know the stats aren't really like huge, but Desmond Patman had a bigger impact on the team last year quietly than a Michael Strawn did. You know, Desmond Patman, obviously, we all know the big highlight catch he had in the Arizona game, but I thought he had a few nice moments last year, especially with how limited this Colts passing offense was. Um, I think Desmond Patman made the most of his opportunities. And so right now, guys, honestly, I could say wide receiver three on. The competition is wide open for a guy like Desmond Patman to potentially take it. Now, there's going to be a lot of guys, obviously, vying for this spot. There's going to be guys like Mike Strawn, I mentioned. There's going to be Ashton Doolin. There's going to be Paris Campbell. You know, so many other guys you can mention, Demichael Harris, Kiki Kuti. You know, the list goes on and on. But I think Desmond Patman has a really good shot, and it seems like he has had a nice year number three starting off here in the spring. So I would say don't be surprised at all if at the end of the season you say, wow, Desmond Patman, nobody really expected him to do what he's done, but he actually was a pretty decent contributor to this team. So all that to say, it is at the end of the day, um, you know, borderline starter, second string type of role for him. But I do think he has a chance to contribute in some form. And I think a lot of people aren't really expecting a ton out of him. So that's why he makes my list right over Mike Strawn, just barely. I could go either way, but I think Strawn's a little bit more hype still than a Desmond Patman. So that's why he makes my list as the first sleeper. All right. Another sleeper that I want to kind of talk about, guys. You know, I think also staying with the offense, Bernard Ryman has a good chance to potentially uh, be a guy that could be a sleeper for this team. And the reason I say that is because we sometimes can forget how good of a player Bernard Ryman was last year in college for Central Michigan. He was really, really good at left tackle, right? And the competition, obviously, with Matt Pryor is going to be fierce in training camp. You know, Matt Pryor might actually end up being the starter in week one. I wouldn't be surprised at all, at all. But I will say this, if Bernard Ryman wins the job, I honestly have a lot of confidence in him based off of his tape from last year that he's going to be a really, really good left tackle this year for the Colts. I think he has a potential opportunity, guys, if he doesn't you know, necessarily start week one to kind of have maybe a similar season to what Braden Smith had his rookie year, you know, where, you know, maybe some stuff happens, maybe either Pryor gets injured or Pryor has to go fill in another role. Bernard Ryman's out there, you know, in a couple weeks into his rookie year, and he doesn't relinquish that job because he's playing so great. I think that could potentially happen. And I think a lot of people kind of have forgotten about Bernard Ryman a little bit, but I think he has a chance certainly um, to be one of the better value picks in this draft. I personally felt like when the Colts drafted him in that third round, somehow he fell all the way. I was like, I think that's one of the best, if not the best value pick in this draft. So I think Bernard Ryman certainly has an opportunity to do that really, really early into this season. And I would say, just like I said uh, with Desmond Patman, wouldn't be surprised at all if we look up and we say, wow, this guy actually had a big impact. Not a whole lot of people talked about him. So he's a guy that I think is a sleeper for this team and that could potentially contribute and have a big contribution, obviously, if he's protecting Matt Ryan's blind side all season. So those are the two guys I have on offense, guys. There's a couple guys I want to talk about on the defensive side. I'll start with a defensive interior defensive line. Uh, these three guys are all on the defensive line, ironically. Um, but I really feel like we need to talk about Curtis Brooks because, in my opinion, he is severely slept on. Um, considering what he was able to do in college with Cincinnati, You know, being the team captain on that defense, that defense that was really good last year for the Cincinnati Bearcats, and there's a big reason why they were in the Final Four to begin with. I really think, uh, overall, we could potentially see i don't think he's going to start 
But Curtis Brooks could be a really, really effective guy, situational pass rusher um, in certain situations, right? He could be a nice guy off the bench on that defensive line. It's still kind of baffling to me, guys, that somehow, some way, he fell all the way to day three. Considering the production, the production versus where he was drafted, they just don't quite line up. Right? And I know a lot of people have said, well, it's because of the size. But I just think that's kind of silly because it's not like Curtis Brooks is 250, right? He's, he's all of 280, 290. So he's a little bit undersized, but I didn't feel like it would be that much to make him drop all the way to the sixth round, right? So I think that's another steal. I think that was one of the biggest steals in day three for the Colts. Um, so I'm excited to see Curtis Brooks. I mean, he's just got that dog mentality, man. I really feel like people are sleeping on him, and I think a lot of teams are going to regret passing up on Curtis Brooks at the end of the season and in the next couple of years. So we'll see what happens here in year number one, but all I'm saying is do not sleep on Curtis Brooks. I think a lot of people are. All right, moving over to defensive end. There's two guys on defensive end. Let's start with the first guy, the guy that's been with the Colts a little bit longer. That's Tyquan Lewis, 2018 second-round pick. Seems like, guys, every year Tyquan Lewis is getting a little bit better. Well, he's never been you know, necessarily a sack guy, right? He's always been a solid player. It feels like he's only improving. Like last year, it felt like, oh, wow, Tyquan Lewis is really coming into his own, right? He's really, really becoming a great player for this team. And obviously the injury happens. He blows out his knee in that Tennessee game. Season's over. And you're just like, man, that was such a blow. And you saw when Tyquan Lewis was out, guys, this Colts defensive line, this defense in general, they suffered for it. So a lot of people you know, are so hyped, and rightfully so, with Yannick Ngakwe, with Quiddy Pay. But I think Tyquan Lewis is going to get a lot of snaps too. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Tyquan Lewis puts some of the most snaps on defense this year, if he's healthy, of course. Um, because he is a very effective player. And he's a three-down player, too, which you'd love to see. Um, so all I'm saying is, guys, don't sleep on Tyquan Lewis. I think a lot of people are. But I certainly think if he can get back to his form he was at, I think he's certainly going to be a really key piece to this defense and could be a really big piece to why this defense you know, goes from good to great. I really feel like he is. And I'm excited to see him working with new head coach or new defensive line coach, Nate Ollie. I'm really excited to see what kind of how that kind of rejuvenates him in certain ways, right? Because, you know, we all talk about, it's been well-documented how bad Brian Baker was last year at defensive line coach. I mean, it goes to show that, you know, Matt Eberflus, when he left for Chicago, he took every player but Brian Baker who actually got fired. So uh, all that to say, guys, I think Tyquan Lewis, if he's healthy, could be in for another big year. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. And I think the number one guy for me has to be Dio Adangbo simply because the raw physical tools for Dio Adangbo are off the charts, guys. I mean, this dude is longer than DeForest Buckner. He didn't have a full season last year. He came in midseason, kind of you know suffered forward a little bit, but at least he got his feet wet a little bit. But he just wasn't that effective. He wasn't 100%. He has said as much. But I think now that he's finally had, he's starting to get a full offseason with OTAs, minicamp, soon training camp, preseason, all those things. I think Dio Dangbo could potentially be in for a big year, wherever he plays. And I think he can play just about anywhere because he got the size to play anywhere and he's got the speed to play anywhere. Um, but guys, this guy is physically like insane. And if he didn't get injured, I firmly believe he would have been a first-round pick in that 2020 draft. I really do believe that guy. I really think he would have been a first-round pick in that 2021 draft. I really think so, guys. So... All that to say, Dayo Dangbo, my number one guy, I think for a reason. Um, and I think 
don't be surprised at all if Dio Dangbo is a force on that defensive line here in his second year with the Colts. So, guys, that'll do it for my five sleepers for the Indianapolis Colts. Let me know what you guys think about this list. Do you agree with me? Do you think there's maybe other players that I forgot to mention? Who is your biggest sleeper out of my list? Let me know all those things in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for all your support and all your listening and just all your feedback, honestly. It really helps us try to figure out, okay, how can we put the best product out there for Colts Nation? And we love to obviously do these videos to continue to build the hype, you know, especially at this point in the offseason where it's kind of the dead period. You know, we're still about a month away from training camp. There's not a whole lot going on. But we want to continue to pump out the content because you guys deserve it because Colts Nation, you guys are amazing. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.